set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast, where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Because, you know, in life, you're always told that if you work hard, if you chip away, if you plug away, if you do your job, then your moment will come, and I am sick of waiting for my moment. Also, joining me each and every week is the founder, Willie T, Will Tereshock. Well, The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at WrestleMania. Because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock. And finally, Joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, the Kate Murphy. How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was the man. It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job, and I think these people would agree with me that that person is me. Together, We cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado, Behold the King, the King of Kings. One hundred and ninety-nine episodes. And a bitch ain't one. Oh wait. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> oh my god! And we are almost, almost there. Just we got to get through this episode right here. What's going on, everybody? And shalom, because I'm learning Hebrew. It is King Ricky Rose, <laughs> your host of Kings of the Rings podcast, and welcome to KOTR underscore podcast episode. Number 199. You can find us by listening to Wrestle Attic Radio each and every week, which you're listening to right now, hopefully. So thank you. Uh, find Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast across all social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Instagram. Find Wrestle Attic Radio. Like, share, subscribe to us by um, looking at all of our different podcast outlets that we're on Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Apple of course, as well, and follow WrestleAttic Radio on Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle and WrestleAttic Radio on Facebook and Instagram. We have a lot to talk about with episode 200, but before we get to that, we've got to go inside a house with NXT, uh, Cody Rhodes bleeds yet again, Shocker. and there's this thing called Backlash, but before we get to all out, all of that, let me introduce you to the man who's probably sobbing on the inside because baseball's not happening this year, Will Tereshock, how are you? Uh, you know what? I think the Yankees need a year off. All right, I'll I'll say it. <laughs> all right, it was, a dis- it was disappointing last year. They need, they need a year to think about it. The Yankees are in timeout. All right, that's all it is. But uh, if you want to put me in timeout, go to my Instagram, uh, Will Tarish or Thomas A R A S H U K. 199 times I've done that now, and you're still not sick of it. 
Um, I loved, I loved everything in wrestling this week. Probably because I didn't watch SmackDown, but um, take Takeover was phenomenal. I can't wait to talk about it. Kate Murphy, I love you so much. I love you so much. What's going on, everybody? I don't care about the Yankees or sports right now. But you should. So I, I don't have the energy for like all the sports. Football's well, sad enough. We're we're gonna we're gonna pick a sport for you, Kate. And during this timeout in all of sports, we're going to fully engulf you into a sport. You're gonna pick a favorite team, and I'm talking college football because that's my mission: is to make you a college football maniac. So proud. Because you're built for college football. Let me tell you that right now. And but, when college but football really returns. you said I really can't returns, like Notre Dame, though. Yeah, fuck Notre Dame. Um, Why? Because no, I don't want you to be a snobby fan. That's like being a fan of Duke basketball. Like, they're all bastards. Yeah, my mom hates Duke. It's so funny when my mom talks about Duke. She fucking can't stand Duke. <laughs> it's the funniest yeah, thing to it, me. Well, <laughs> yeah, it, well, exactly. Fuck Duke, I guess. Yes, we're going to... Actually, Kate, you're going to be an Oregon duck. Oregon it is Duck? Christian Lena. You're gonna be the, you're gonna be an Oregon fan. One because they have a great uniform palette, and their mascot's a giant duck. I love ducks. You're welcome, folks. <laughs> Everyone says the Pokemon I am is Psyduck. Yay! Yeah. I, I don't see you that neurotic, really. I am though. Why do That's you think I smoke s- so much weed? Touche. To like to quell the <laughs> psychosis. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Literally though. But you can find me across all social media platforms at the Kate Murphy. Wow, short, sweet, and to the point. So let's get like into me. it. I have nothing to plug. I don't have a job. I have nothing to do. That's <laughs> a, you, I mean, you could have plugged your Animal Crossing. That's true. My island looks fucking good right now. I've Didn't been you just create a ring the other day? Well, I've had the ring, but I customized it so it has the Pride logo, but my ring is on my rooftop deck. What? With, I got my, uh-huh. Oh, I have a rooftop shit. deck with my wrestling ring on it with my HBIC logo. I terraformed the shit out of my island so everything is like all waterscaped and on these water paths. It looks so good. <laughs> And my best friend is this little duck named Freckles, and she gave me a wrestling <laughs> uniform yesterday. That's the Hardy Boys colors. That's what my life is right now. So wait, you're telling me a totally made-up best friend that manifested itself into a duck it's knew Freckles so much of- about you that it gave you wrestling gear? Uh-huh. Um, AJ Will. Styles. Sorry, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he had a great week this week. I was gonna say um, Cybernet has become self-aware. Uh huh. Well, no, sh- I, they they ask you like questions like in the game periodically, like what's Cybernet your favorite sport? Has become self-aware. Did, did they kiss you on the mouth too? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a little too on the no. nose. <laughs> yes, the rise of the machines is coming, and that is probably going to be our 199th show title. Um, be it as it may, we do have to kick it old school before we go back to the future when we terminate everybody that's living, uh, and we talk about NXT Takeover in your house from a presentation standpoint. And Will probably is was going cuckoo for Cocoa Pups over this. 
they nailed it. They brought back the old set. They had an Ico Pro commercial. They talked about the freaking sandwich bars. Everything about this was fantastic. Will, what are your thoughts on the presentation? I almost called the hotline. No way. <laughs> I thought about it. This is what would happen. I didn't do it because I'm not stupid, but... What would happen? It's a thought that, it's a thought that counts, right? Is that... Uh, Todd Pettengill... I'm, try, I'm stuck, I could call, guys. I, could call, I am stuck because I want to make Todd Pettengill my king of the night. Spoiler alert. But I haven't decided yet. Someone else had a pretty good week in wrestling. I don't know. Seeing Todd Pettengill and hearing that voice was one of the best things of of in your house and plus they did all the promos and the intro video um just like a classic in your house which made it that much more better yeah they they respected nostalgia like they did nostalgia respectfully yeah it's great, Kate, it was I great love watching, in your house i love nostalgia for things from when we were young and i was just blown away i want to watch i might watch it again tonight i liked it that i liked the presentation of it that much Honestly, I was thinking about this and I was talking about it with one of my good friends, Charles. What's up, Charles? Um, Hi, Charles. And I was thinking, like, they should really bring back In Your House. Because what is great about In Your House, and Will had mentioned it uh, a couple weeks back when we were uh, first talking about it when it first got uh, debuted, is that the In Your Houses were very short. Um, They were to the point. And they weren't as long as like a bigger pay-per-view. Now imagine if they used the in-your-house model, eliminated all the bullshit pay-per-views, and kept the big five. Love it. Do and it. That's on- Book it. And that's, that's only to go to the main roster. If you do it on NXT, I would do in-your-house in the NXT arena, and then takeovers would be, you know, four or five times a year somewhere else. Hmm. I have a counter-argument. What's up? Uh, do you the in-your-houses? Big five, and then add evolution every year too. That's fine. Yeah, I, evolution, evolution was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. So let's break. It's on some FS1 of tonight, I think. What's up? It's on TV tonight. On uh, I think FS1. It is on FS1 tonight, and I should probably turn my TV to that right about now. But <laughs> do why- it. As I'm turning my TV to FS1 so we can watch Evolution, uh, let's go with uh, Kate. What were some of your highlights from this? Uh, it was great pay per view. Um, Finn Finn Balor looked like a motherfucking meal. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Wait, like that's that's all you got for us? <laughs> Thanks, Kate. <laughs> on Pride Month, too, Kate. Oh. Come on now. <laughs> I wasn't done, but the women's match was better. <laughs> Which women's match? Kid, it was two of them. Yeah, I was going to say, Kate put threat. the weed pen down. <laughs> triple threat. That was, triple that, was, well, that was a great triple threat. I'm on, I'm glad it main evented. Um, that is something, this in general, I, I we can kind of, I guess, I kind of skip around a little bit. I, I, I was, I like when a, a main title, men or women's, should always main event a pay-per-view. Always, no matter, no matter what. Agreed. Because those are what you're fighting for. That's the reason why you get in the business. Um, I I think the Adam Cole Velveteen dream, dream match was put in a bad spot, which is very rare for a takeover. They usually do their spots phenomenally. Is that a word? Phenomenally. Um, but 
that yeah, triple, that we'll triple threat was excellent, and I'm glad it made it because it totally deserved it over Adam Cole and the Velveteen Dream. I would yeah, have been very disappointed if Adam Cole main evented. Yeah, I mean, what do you have Adam Cole do? He's already main evented takeover after takeover. I mean, he went on that one week annihilation of all three shows back in November leading up to Survivor Series. Mm. Uh, I saw I something mean, interesting on Twitter. I forgot whose Twitter it was, but apparently Velveteen Dream lost his title match on Prince's birthday. Ouch. It, it was his birthday. Was it his birthday or was it Prince's birthday? It was Prince's birthday. I mean, he's 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 not just Prince. Although when they did the promo and they had the Prince impersonator, that was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like the presentation of it. I when we go into the match, we'll talk about it more. Uh, to be besides the main event, which should have been the best match, which it pretty much was, you had a show stealer in Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano. Oh, excellent match. Because doing it was like mm-hmm. Johnny just knows how to play his part and he knows he knows how to sell. He did a great job selling. And Keith Lee, I'm not gonna take anything away from Keith Lee either. He did an excellent job selling for Johnny Gargano, who is like a third of his size. Um yeah. and like Johnny Gargano targeting the body part, specifically the hand and the eye, was incredibly creative. Uh chopping down the tree. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I honestly believed Johnny was going to win for a second. I, I thought he had him. Me too. I thought it made sense. But I'm, it was I'm, very believable. I'm still glad Keith Lee walked out the title. I uh, walked, uh, yeah, out, walked out with his hand raised, and he had the Black Lives Matter gear on, which I thought was great as well. Yeah, well, which mm-hmm. made you, which made you realize that they were doing it live. Yeah, because recorded that probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. No. Yeah, so it was good. And also, Johnny, the first person to get thrown through the plexiglass, which I was like, about time. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, guys. The plexiglass is really growing on me. It's good. Gonna, I'm glad gonna, you like it. I feel like they're going to keep it, no matter if they have crowds back or not. It brings a different element to the whole thing. I, it makes it more like a sport. I kind of hope they don't. But for now, I like it. Yeah. Because you can get people banging on the plexiglass. You can use, The plexiglass is just now an added prop to the Ugh. wrestling experience. Mm-hmm. Just imagine how fucking gross that is. Like how gross wrestling fans. Ugh. That's why we have I'm, disinfectant oh. sprays. You have Met fan, I'm Met fan guy licking the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm I've, I've always wanted ringside. I've always wanted ringside seats. If plexiglass stays, I don't think I'll make that dream come true. I don't mm-mm. I don't want to be near that. Yeah, I don't think it's here to stay, but it's 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 an interesting added prop that hasn't really been used in wrestling before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's go and break down all of these matches on this card, starting with the uh, late edition of a six woman tag, which was Shotzi. What was I? There's so many of them. Uh, it was, Shotzi, just a highlight of the it was women's Keegan division. Knox and Mia. Rose Sha- Mia in it? Yeah, Mia. Yeah. Shotzi, Mia, and Tegan versus Candice and... Raquel and Dakota. Yeah. Pretty much showing off why they have the best women's division in all of wrestling. Man, what does Dakota Kai have to do to get a win? To get a push around here? I don't... Well, she she technically did beat Tegan in Portland. Yeah, That's but I mean, what has she done since then? And then Raquel won. She's just pretty much trolling Tegan whenever they can. Um, but I I think, and I will not, I think, I hope, 
that they do Tegan and Dakota like they did Johnny and um, Champa. Yeah, it's probably not going to be to that level, but that should be the goal and the blueprint. It's like I want to like Dakota Kai. I want to be a fan of Dakota Kai, but WWE is making it really hard because they don't push her. Like the heel I'm turn was great. I'm just not interested in her. We were there exactly. I, I don't care. I don't care about Dakota Kai. Also, how can you not love Tegan though? Like she's so easy to love. Yeah, she is incredibly adorable. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much what's what the issue is. Tegan is a very likable face, and Dakota hasn't pissed enough people off yet. I think she needs to be angrier and more more fierce as a heel. But she also has the heavy and Raquel, which kind of which is good, uh, in in theory. But Raquel and does a lot of snarky. work. Be more snarky, be more serpent-like and malicious. You have that muscle behind you. Be more of a cunt. And Raquel's very impressive. You remember Raquel Gonzalez from the first um, May Young Classic. She is leaps and bounds better than what she was. Like, absolutely fantastic. I didn't even know she was in it. <laughs> she was the cowgirl. She was like the giant cowgirl in the first May Young. That's hilarious. Well, she's from San Antonio, so that's like her background. Yeah. Like she rides motorcycles and freaking wrangles cows and shit, and horses. Someone's gotta do it. Exactly. So, and also we have a uh, Shotzi Blackheart, who also, by the way, is leaps and bounds better than when she first started in NXT. She's a lot more fluid. Uh, she she knows her spots a, a lot more, and she transitions and she sells a lot better. And she comes out to the ring in a tank. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Love her. Yeah, love Even her Triple so H much. is like, oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> she makes oh, me want to go to Toys R Us and buy one of those, like, Jeeps for children. I was going to say, can I buy, can I buy the tank on the shop? I want to know what it was like after they signed her. Like, all right, so Shots, you want to work on your entrance. What do you want? A tank. What? <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> Triple H is like, I don't know if we're going to get clearance for a tank, but we're going to try. <laughs> we're going to do our damnedest. In Animal Crossing, I got a, um, a, a helmet similar to her helmet. Nice. Of course you did. So, yeah. Of course, an overall good match. What was the next match on this card? Oh, yeah. We had Finn Balor versus um, Damian Gangrel Brood Priest, which, again, a great match. Uh, Balor and... <laughs> Balor and Priest had really good chemistry. It was a very hard-hitting match. And Damian Priest always surprises me, uh, Kate, whenever he's in the ring. Because you don't think he's supposed mm-hmm. to... He can do a bunch of things. And then all of a sudden, he just pulls out an arsenal of flips and random shit. He, that was another match where I thought he was going to win, too. Yeah, Dam- It made sense that he would win. Damian Priest is just a guy who he can't, he can't buy a win. Um, he has it no. all, but when it comes to... When the big lights are on, he, he can't win. And I don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, because it's kind of like Dakota Kai. It's like it's hard for me to care about Damian Priest when he keeps losing. But he's still Damian, damn good. He's so good. D- Damian Priest is someone like I like do care about, but he's just he's just getting booked in feuds where he has to lose. Like it's not his fault. He's, he's always losing to the more popular performer. Yes, exactly. Mm. But I have, I think when he goes to Raw or SmackDown, I think he's going to get buried over there. Yeah. I don't think he's going to do well. You know what it is? Vince is going to love the look. Vince is going to hate the voice. 
Vince is gonna hate his voice because it's so goddamn intimidating. And it's not hard. It's hard to intimidate Vince. <laughs> yeah, no, not many people have a Scotty Pippen voice. Yeah, that's, that is the perfect way to, to identify it. Kate. Scotty Pippen is a basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that though. Are you serious? You didn't know who he was. He was like he was Robin to Michael Jordan's Batman. Yeah, he's like one of the reasons why my Michael Jordan's so okay. good. Okay, so my basketball knowledge is my, I know who Michael Jordan is. I know That's who Kobe good. Bryant is. I know That's who LeBron good. James is. That's and I've seen too. Space Jam. All right. I guess I guess that all. So I mean, I you pretty much counts. know all you need to know about '90s basketball is that Jordan, mm -hmm. when he, when needed, uh, jumped from half court, stretched his arms out, and dunked over everybody in the league. That's the '90s in the NBA. Yeah, what a time to be. Yeah, alive. and I've heard it's gone to shit since, and I've heard the Knicks are bad. That's what all I've right, come to understand. There's a, there's Am a I couple right? of things that there's a couple of things that are constant in life: death, taxes, and the Knicks being a. Goddamn <laughs> shitty organization. Goddamn right. Fuck the what's with, what's, what's with New York teams not wanting to get it together? Well, I mean, for a lot of New York teams, like the Mets and the Knicks, it's not the players' fault. It's that they're poorly managed or owned. Yeah, they have terrible ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Bernie Madoff. <laughs> <laughs> God, what a fiasco that put the Mets back, I don't know, the next 20 years still. Bernie Madoff God, owned, even... he owned the Mets. He, there was a there was an issue with Madoff or forget, whatever whatever the scandal that he was in with the Mets. Mm. Well, he, he was he scammed mm. the whole country. Let's be real. Yeah. So it, it worked out. Be it as it may, I feel like Damien Priest's time is potentially coming. It's he's in an awkward way. He's a great heel. He's a very mysterious heel, but I think he would benefit from. He needs more time, not in the ring, but in the ring, cutting promos with the crowd. They've hidden that side. He's always done vignettes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he doesn't go back and forth with somebody. And I don't know if it's because he can't do it or it's just they're they're not showing that side of him. But there is still a level of mystery with Damian Priest. Uh, but let's move along now to what I which was a great show stealer because it was also in the show stealing position. Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano. Amazing storytelling. Johnny putting the key in his crotch and keeping it there for like the whole match. Very weird. I feel like Keith Lee should get a tetanus shot. Is that is that uncomfortable? Would that be uncomfortable? You know, I was anything thinking, around I was your balls is uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, I mean, but you know, he's got a little that little pouch there right above the cock, and let's you know, hope he got some pubes, keep it in place. He probably has a secret compartment. Yeah, like a, a little penis pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we call the episode so. "Penis Pocket"? Rise of the Penis Pockets. Perfect. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Calm it down I'm over there, Kate. No, I'm just imagining like a penis, but like with a like a pocket hanging off of the end of it. That's that's, that's, that's a weird visual. Yeah, that's disturbing, Kate. <laughs> Kate, you're scaring yes. us. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Moving along, but that match was great. There was a lot of like I said, there was a lot of uh, symbolism in that. Uh, I don't know if you guys picked up on Johnny Gargano's gear, but he was the 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 final villain in the Mandalorian. Gus Fring? What? Because he had the half Are cape. Are you joking? Yeah, no, it was Mandalorian gear. Wow, I feel dumb. Did he say that or did you just pick me, that up? 
I I picked it up, but I, I I've like I looked the more I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's right, the half cape. He's like the the final villain in the last episode of The Mandalorian. I was like, I get it, because he's a heel, so he can't he can't do baby face gear anymore, so he wears heel gear. What a amazing! Guy. What a guy! Um, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Like yeah, the storytelling was great, psychology was great. Mia Yim coming out in. Sweats Sweat and Tims is the Tim's. most New York thing I've seen on on, on res, in wrestling. <laughs> like she was more New York than Santana and Ortiz, who are from New York, and Mia Yim is from Fontana, California. Is she really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a Cali girl. Wow. God bless her. Which is yes, yes, yes. All hell be HBIC, not UK, but the other HBIC. Yeah. The fake no, but overall, a, a fantastic match, a show-stealing match. After that, we had uh, we had drive-in wrestling at at the NXT studios, apparently, and we had Adam Cole um, and and Velveteen Dream. And what were your thoughts on this? This was like half cinematic, half wrestling, yeah. kind of a weird thing, but it happened. I love the presentation. Mm. I love the cars around the ring, spreading light, and they can just the fans in there. I thought that was very creative. Um, I think the match needed more time. Like I, I liked everything with Dexter Loomis. I liked everything with the eight, uh, uh, undisputed era coming in. Um, I just, what I got from this was like, Oh, they're kind of burying the Velveteen dream. That's what I got from this. Um, that might, that I might not, that might not be fair. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like that, that could be it too. Um, that could be wrong of me to think and wrong of me to say, but that's just kind of gut feeling I got. I, mean, I, I do think he's getting called up because there's nothing else for him to do. But watching this match, I couldn't get the accusations from last month out of my mind. It just gets, it's, it kind of tainted it for me. Because I was just like... Do you still have Velveteen Dream's penis in your head is what you're telling me? I'm sorry, dude. That's I wasn't even thinking of his penis. God will. I, I, was, just, I was just thinking about the scandal. And I, I think that WWE is like... I, if, they, if it was really bad, if it was really true, they would have fired him. Not a doubt in my mind he would be out of the company real quick because they're publicly traded but yeah just for the fact that it even exists and it was out there i think it's just even bad prp became champion because even like he got hacked i know but but his his push has been severely damaged since that happened like he's been off tv he hasn't really been doing much not really a hot any hot segments i i i think you're i think we're looking too much into it maybe i am just me i mean because when we think about it, remember when Charlotte got hacked and like nothing really happened to her either. And Seth got it's hacked. It's like she was wading water. Yeah, but that didn't have to do anything with but a minor. But she also wasn't talking to underage people. Right? That That's the big thing. He was accused of doing that to a minor, which is a big thing. But if you're hacked, then you're absolved. Like, that wasn't him. It's a, it's a hack. I, just, I honestly think this is just the way it was going to go. That they're always going to tease Dream and he's just not going to just win. He's just not going to win the title. Plus, Adam Cole is somebody that you, you you protect for as long as you can. Yeah. I mean, NXT has a track record of doing that. Look what happened to Asuka. Yeah, no, you're 100% correct. I just think it makes n- n- I just think it makes no sense that Velveteen Dream never won the title on NXT. Like no uh, sense. You could say but you could say about a lot of people. You know who else didn't win a title in NXT? That was like an NXT pretty much uh an NXT, I guess, god freaking Tyler Breeze. Yeah, he was a god before it got That's popular. True. Yeah. Love him. He was a, he they, was a they guard They do the it to some of their people. They do it to some of their people all the time. Yeah, you know, Matt Riddle didn't get it either. We all thought he was going to get it. 
Mm-hmm. Matt Riddle got yeah. Matt Riddle did a bunch of uh, champ. He did. He had the North American title match with Dream, and he lost that. And he, but he did get a tag team title match and the That's tag true. titles for a while. I, I, but he 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 didn't have a singles run. Now I, I still do think Velveteen Dream is even above the belt in certain certain aspects. But yes, you know you build your career on your accolades and your accolades equal championships. So I think he's a guy who should have gotten it. I think accolades are part of your career. I mean, the perfect example is Goldust. How many titles Goldust win? Major title zero, true. I mean, Roddy Piper is another one. He won, Scott he won, Hall is another he, one. He, he won, the, uh, he won the Intercontinental title, actually, Goldust. Yeah, he's, he's been tag champion. like, But he, he's, I, I'd never say he was never a world champion. No, he was not. So, Piper was not one either. Right, neither was Scott Hall. Um, so, but I think Velveteen Dream should be. I think his character is worthy. I think Piper should have been. I think... Gold, uh, not, maybe not Goldust. I think Scott Hall should have been. Scott Hall should have been a world champion. But Scott Hall only wasn't because he got in his own way. Yeah, Scott Hall was too Scott Hall for Scott Hall. Yeah, that's that's the most perfect way to put it. Yeah, yes. Uh, so let's move from, speaking of uh, totally getting in someone's way and annihilating yourself, Karrion Cross annihilated Champa, Kate. Yeah, I'm kind of mad about that. Oh, I this was it. a total total apocalyptic annihilation. This reminded me, uh, Will, of Brock and Cena at SummerSlam. Not as much, but I see what you're going. I see what you're going with. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. Excellent. It was excellent because here's the thing with here's a lot of thing that wrestling does. Like they build up this guy as a monster, an absolute diabolical force that can't be stopped. And then he gets is in a long match. Um, and I think this sends more of a message that Karrion Cross is just a fucking monster that can't be stopped. Yeah. He took out the top guy in NXT like that. He was nothing. Who's going to stop him? No, you're right. And I think I think that is more effective than a, a potential five star match. It is. It, it puts everybody on notice. It, exactly. And, it, it, and most importantly, it fits his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I do, it, it however, does. want to see like a barn burner between them in front of a crowd. He'll get there, just not right now. You know, it, it'll be great, and I think this is where you where you start saying your goodbyes to Champa because I don't think you see Champa again. You think? And losing Champa builds up Cross because everybody would be like, oh, fuck, that's the guy that totally dominated Champa. And we haven't seen Champa anymore. Yeah. Like Champa left. Stop it. Stop it. He's already dead. <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> that is that is the feeling that I got from a part of that match. He he literally F5 him out. He just threw him around in the air like he he made him rotate like 540 degrees before hitting the ground. Yeah, it was an F10. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then finally, we had the women's triple threat. Io, Rhea, Charlotte. So much praise for this match, Kate. What were your what were your thoughts on Io finally winning and potentially giving mm-hmm. Rhea Rhea Ripley a concussion? Poor Rhea, I hope she's okay. I'm very happy that Io got the title because she was probably like the least likely to get it. So it's it's a nice surprise. It's a nice clean slate. I think it's a nice change for the women's division. It is, and and I think Charlotte kind of had her run. She did what she needed to do. She was always 
branded as a Raw super, superstar, and her with the NXT title as a Raw superstar will was never going to work in the long run. Yeah. And what, and what else was she going to do? I think a big thing, I think a big thing why this title reign was kind of sh- cut short was this coronavirus. Um, she's, she's needed on Raw. She's needed on other shows. She's needed, um, especially with, with Becky going down and with coronavirus, you can't have one of your top superstars floating on NXT. Um, and EO 100% deserves this title. She is phenomenal, and I'm very happy she got it. I, I picked Charlotte. I thought Charlotte had this. Um, but, you know, hindsight being 2020, I think it was the right call, and I couldn't be happier for EO Shirai. She's phenomenal. She got a champion celebration, all that confetti. All the con- oh, I love the confetti. Great, great, great. So throwback. good. And it's Japanese tradition. 100% appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. And usually you get the confetti before the match. Um, but yeah. I, it was really cool to see. Very, very cool to see. Um, and I, I still, like, before we crown this, I still can't get enough about how they transformed the NXT arena. Like, it, I forgot it was the NXT arena. Like, they did a, just an amazing job. And who knew they center. still kept the set? What was that, Will? I thought it was the Performance Center, no? I believe it was the NXT arena. Huh? It could have been the PC. And if it was the PC, even more kudos to them. I thought they were at the Performance Center as well. It, it might have been. I, I couldn't tell you. But, again, even more, even more kudos to them and, you know, just being able to be that innovative. Like, they had to, like, when the coronavirus stuff went down, they had to pretty much scramble and be like, how can we turn this into a TV-ready thing? Because mm-hmm. the PC wasn't necessarily built for that. No. You know, and so that that's a very impressive feat of engineering mm-hmm. by everybody involved. Like, okay, we can do this, this, with this, this, cameras can go here. You know, it's it's pretty wild what they did. Uh, but but kudos to all of them. So let's crown this thing. I'm going to stick with a nine. I was very entertained. Thematically, uh, presentation-wise, one of my favorite takeovers ever. Uh, Kate, what are you crowning this? I'm giving it an eight. William? I'm going to give it a nine as well. I thought it was phenomenal. And the crowd helped. Yeah. The crowd being there just made it ten times better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it did make it better. Uh, the, what they had is their their stage commercials was, I think, will put it really over the top for me. It was the little things, definitely. Yeah, the, de- the, the mm-hmm. details. The details were excellent. <coughs> yeah, very good. Shachi Blackheart just totally just devouring a sandwich. <laughs> wow, I got a touch gayer. <laughs> oh, Kate. Okay. Anywho, so that's NXT Takeover in your house. Let's move along over to AEW um, as we start to review them. Pretty interesting show. Uh, probably better promo work than what I saw in the ring. Um, but we had a very poignant opening, which I thought was really interesting because instead of doing a a press release like most other companies in this day and age, they actually use their platform of being a live television show to to send the matches which I thought was, which I thought was really cool and um, moving forward with that uh, Sean Spears Kate got a black glove why I don't know control Seth Rollins because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not a full glove it's a half glove yeah it's the only, it's only, one, it's only one hand too hmm? it's only one hand 
It's like Seth. Yeah, that's true. I just I don't get I don't get the matches of the black glove. I was like, did Tully wear black gloves? I was like, I don't think so. Yeah, I was so confused. I'm so confused what they're doing with Sean Spears too. Like, this guy just can't get a push no matter where he goes. Yeah, and he was perfect before. He was a perfect ten. Yeah, he was. How do you not push a perfect ten? We we use his music for a segment. Tweets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. I'm not, it's it's still in the works of being revamped. It's got to get my schedule around it. It's very hard to put together that thing, especially video packages. Uh, but yeah. who knows what Sean Spears is doing with with a glove? I really want them to do like if a glove don't fit, you must acquit. Like totally bring it back to OJ. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be really really hysterical. Um, moving along, we're setting up uh, Will Cage and Moxley, and we had a little promo off. And this is like the ever love. This is like the forever, never-ending story of John Moxley as champion. I'm not buying it. Well, like he's trying. Like I feel like he he cut as good as a promo as he could with Taz, but there's just I don't know. There's something missing in this Moxley champion character. He doesn't feel like the main event. Mm-mm. That's that's the issue. He doesn't. That's that's the issue for me. He doesn't he doesn't feel like a main eventer. Um, he's not positioned in the main event either. Like the main event is still the inner circles. The main event. Yeah, the main event's still Chris Jericho. Um, when yeah. when you can I be honest? Go ahead, Kate. I forgot he was champion. I did too for a little. When you beat someone for the belt and they go on and be more relevant than you, that's a problem. That is a <laughs> Big mm-hmm. fucking problem. That's a big fucking problem. And they, AEW has a problem on their hands with this world champion. Um, because the build for John Moxley, phenomenal. Fantastic. Fa- fucking mm-hmm. nominal. And then he won. Then what? And there's the issue. It, was just, it, was, it really is a case of shit. What do, we, what do we do now? Writers, what do we got? Nothing? Fuck, not again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's 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 a shame because he is great in the chase. Yeah, and it, you it's, can it's, get behind him. I, he's, I, I he's don't think inspiring. it's as, I don't think it's as much his fault either. Like he is trying. He does cut great promos. Yeah, but you need to be more than a promo guy as a champion. Yeah, you do, and maybe he needs to. Maybe he needs to take classes or something. But there's. His character as Moxley or as it was Dean Ambrose in WWE is the same person just with a different name. But the best characters are able to kind of transform and there's there's no depth to it. Moxley John Moxley Dean Ambrose is a one trick pony. Yeah. He's he's just a more edgy Dean Ambrose. That's literally all he is. Yeah. He's a mm-hmm. one trick pony and there's no change in the character. There's no character development. There never yeah. has been. There's no evolution. And that's a huge issue. Yeah. yeah. That is a that is that is a very big issue because like everyone, every top guy has evolved. From Stone Cold going from the, the uh the what he was, the ringmaster to Stone Cold Steve Austin to like the GM with the cowboy hat with Kurt Angle. He evolved. Um yeah. Taker, Mystery of Darkness, American Badass, he evolved. The Rock uh, the Nation to The Rock to Movie Star Rock, he evolved. John Cena, Thugonomics. Movie Star Rock was so good. Right to 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 John Cena we see now. He evolved. Seth Rollins, um, Shield, Burn It Down, Monday Night Messiah. He evolved. Roman Reigns, yeah. 
Not so much. <laughs> not so much. But that's not, that's, <laughs> that's not really his fault. That's because WWE, I don't think WWE no, really not. let him evolve. But No. But Roman still has this aura of a top guy, whether you want to admit it or not. He has the look. He has the presence. <laughs> Dean Ambrose has the look. He kind of has the presence. It's just like he's sort of one-trick pony. Yeah. His character is mid-level enough where he can coast without ever needing to evolve. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so good in the chase. But once he gets to the top, like he, there's really nothing left because he doesn't have to go anywhere. Yeah, the character, the character has finished his arc, and you need something else. He needs to get into like season five of a, of a show, and like have totally something bonkers happen for him to change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but That's not jump he, the shark. Maybe he needs to jump the shark at this point. You think? I don't know. I I don't know because like, I guess it's I better than not trying be anything. Good. He's got to try something. Like I want him to be good. I want him to be you know a little bit more transcendent because I feel like he's earned that as a performer. But the performer's got to change. You don't have to completely change the character, but you can. Te- you can you can you can fine tune it a little bit. Who do you think takes the title off of him though? What's up? Who do you think takes the title off of him? Oh, that's a good question, Kate. Um, that's mm. that's another issue. They don't. I mean, they have people him to, for him to work with, but they're, they're doing a hard time developing them. It's kind of a case of there's too many cooks in the kitchen for AEW, which I mentioned with the signings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Brody Lee, great opponent, someone he's worked with, someone he's comfortable with, and they someone he can put on a good match with. Kind of fell flat for me. Jack Swagger, sorry, Jake Hager was an okay opponent, but he kind of came out of nowhere. Like his opponents. Are all coming out of nowhere. And with a champion like Dean, uh, John Moxley, you need a build. And his opponents are just coming out of left field randomly. And that's an issue. You know who it should be, actually? Because they do have the perfect person that can carry the promo and the feud. And Moxley doesn't have to do much because he'll make Moxley look like the underdog. MJF. I was thinking MJF. Uh, I don't know if Mwah. MJF's ready, but. I think you got to put let him simmer for a little bit. You know, like you, you, he was raw meat when he came in. He, he was on. He had his time on high. They flipped him over a little bit. It's time to let him simmer a little bit and let him build up again. Add some flavor to him and then put him on the, the plate for, for uh, eating. I went with that cooking analogy way too far. Yeah, you did. But you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> but I, I like MJF. MJF, I think, would be the perfect opponent because mm-hmm. he could he can. He can work both sides. He has the in-ring psychology, and him and Moxley can probably do wonders with that uh, because MJF can go from being a very dominant asshole heel to a shitty heel in the ring. And MJF just has a way with words. It's absolutely fantastic. I think Cody would be now, good, MJF too. is... Cody can't challenge. I know. Cody cannot I challenge. Know. That's, that's, that he kind of pulled himself into a corner. Um, yeah. Um, MJF, I believe, is the perfect non-WWE opponent. That as well. Because as much as I would love to be like, oh, Matt Hardy, I don't want another WWE guy as champion right now. Give some, give someone else, give someone new and fresh a chance at a world title. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be WWE light. Mm-mm. You want to be AEW. But we did get a fantasy matchup on, on Dynamite. We had Jericho versus Coca Banner, which apparently has never happened anywhere before, which is pretty good. And it was a, it was a decent match for what it was for guys who've been in the been in the business for like 20 years. Then we had the fallout where Brody Lee potentially is re- recruiting Colt Cabana. What are our thoughts Why? on that? 
It's weird. He needs something to do. Brody lost. <laughs> yeah, he and needs to get his mojo back. That's that's another issue. So Cole Cabana is your mojo? <laughs> yes. So your mojo Cole, is Cole Cabana? Cole, Cole, I love have you Cole, seen Cabana, Cole Cabana, Cabana? I love him, but he's... I don't know. He wouldn't be my personal mojo rejuvenation. People forget he can work. Like, he's done the comedy wrestling yeah. gimmick his whole life. People forget mm-hmm. he's actually a damn good wrestler. Yeah, comedy is just what got him over because he's really fucking funny. Yeah, he's charismatic. He's a character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he can play. He can play. He's a good worker. and He's been that way for a while. You just don't recognize it because he just does dumb shit in the ring that makes you laugh. Halfway through a serious match. If you if you can rebuild Lance Archer, um, he is a good person to take the the title off of um, Moxley. Yeah, what was Lance Archer doing? He was like killing people on, in like a construction field or something. Yeah, and then uh, what's his name was apologizing. Jake the Snake. I was like, Jake, what are you doing? How dare you? Yeah, it, it's it's very weird what they're doing. Lance Archer. Lance Archer should have been the TNT champion, but we got the. Uh, the, the the stench of Cody. I'll push, <laughs> I'll push back Cody. in you a little bit. If you're debating a new title, I think it's good to have a babyface win it. Yeah. You want the title to be cheered. I can see. It's fine. We can talk about bleeding Cody in a second, but that, let's move yeah, on Cody, to some. Cody needs to kind of slow his roll a little bit. And he's, Cody's a little too overdramatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a Leo? I don't know, but let's let's talk about Cody that. and Jungle Boy because Jungle Boy also fantastic in ring worker, really great. Uh, I hate the Jungle Boy character stick because he's he's definitely in a couple years going to need to evolve between uh, besides being the boy in his dinosaur like that needs to change. Yeah, at some point down the road, he's fine now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jungle Boy and Cody put on a great match. You want to you do Jungle, just, Jungle Boy? It's like when they first brought him in, they kind of pictured him to be friendly to kids. Right, like that kind yeah. of that kind of target audience is kind mm-hmm. of weird for AEW. Then they're like, "Oh, fuck, this kid's a star." <laughs> yeah, like and like that's why they're kind of separating him from the Jurassic Express, um, with the silly gimmicky indie shit. And this guy is gonna be a star again. Let him sit. He put on a great like. I have no problem with him losing because he's so young in his career. He's getting exposure with these big top tier guys, these mm-hmm. big name guys. He's getting great experience. And in five years, Jungle Boy is going to be a household name. I even like the name Jungle yeah, Boy. Like when it's become Jungle Man. But uh, for now, I like I like Jungle Boy. You know <laughs> what I mean? Jungle Boy should be his nickname, and yeah. they should, he should start going by his real name. That's what is it? It's something JR Perry, right? Calls him Jack Perry. Yeah, Jack like, Perry. JR he should be Jungle Perry, Boy Jack Jungle Perry. Boy. JR is the only person who calls him Jungle yes. Boy Jack Perry. The only one. And I think. It fits. It's like Macho Man Randy Savage, like uh, Hollywood Hogan, Wild Rick Vaughn from the from the uh, Major League series. Sure, right? But like the you the, never saw Major League the baseball movie? I have only once. Um, Are you out of your mind? That's a great movie. It's phenomenal. But like Jungle Boy is a good. It's a good nickname. It's a good shtick. It's not a good gimmick. Correct. It's not a main event gimmick. Yeah, if he turns when 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 he grows up, I hate to say when he grows up because he is like he is a grown human being. For him, but it should be like you said. It should be Jungle Boy Craig Perry, as like you know, in exactly. in uh, quotations, like Nature Boy Ric Flair. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I think eventually it will be when uh, maybe he goes yeah. on a heel run when he kind of when he officially separates himself from Jurassic Express. 
He's because I just want to be known as Jungle Boy, uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I want to be known as, as Jack, Jack Perry. Perry. I keep on saying Craig Perry, my fault. Like I, I just want to be known as Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Like, I, I need my actual name in there. Because it, it just rolls off the tongue, too. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah. It, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, speaking of fantastic, there were a couple of good, funny, but also very good interviews that we had on AEW as we wrap up uh, AEW's uh, our, our comments and commentary on it. Britt Baker had a spoof recovery vignette, which I thought was really funny. Um, and she's also Kate. She she put herself literally on a pedestal during Dynamite. <laughs> okay, I don't like her at all, but she's funny as fuck. She is funny. Um, she's she she's building her character perfectly and using her time out of the ring very very well. Like they're keeping her character alive and well in people's eyes, which is good because apparently they have a lot of. Uh, a, a lot of faith in her and, and they have big things with her down the road that is pretty evident my concern will is what's she going to do when she returns to the ring because that's where she lacks i was just going to say the best thing you're doing with her is not letting her wrestle um <laughs> uh yeah that's an issue she <laughs> she needs to rehab hard she needs to get her licks in she needs to just just keep grinding at it um because she has the potential yeah. to be a big star but if you can't wrestle then mm, fuck off what do you got yeah yeah you can fuck right off yeah <laughs> All right, so apparently FTR, as of what they're going by, the revival. If for those of you guys who are just tuning in, I like how they beefed the revival. It, <laughs> how uh, <laughs> they 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 had an interview with Shivani or you know whatever Jericho calls him Scabione, yeah. um, and they said FTR is whatever you want it to mean. So my question for you is, uh, Kate, what does FTR mean to you? Fuck the revival. It's just habit. Will, what does FTR mean to you? Uh, for the realm. Uh, for the realm. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. I don't know what FTR means to me because I've never used those three letters all in the same, in, in you know, one after another. I don't think for anything. It's fat tits, Ruby. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Ruby. But yeah, I, the, I think with, with the revival, I'm going to call him the revival. Um, Still don't know which one's Dawson one. and which one's Dash. What? Fuck the racists. Ooh, poignant. Very, mm-hmm. very poignant. Um, I've all I've never said fuck the racists, but that's just me. Uh, so <laughs> my my thing here w- with the revival signing, they do legitimately probably have the best tag team division in all of wrestling. But I like how they have said that they are the best tag team, which is a kind of a revival stick that they had used before in WWE and how they hate the Young Bucks because they pretty much, they didn't say it, but they said the Young Bucks aren't tag team artists. They are just kind of gimmick and spot monkeys, which is what they were alluding to. Well, but I, I enjoyed everything from the from the revival and what they did in that promo, uh, how they, they called out everybody. And you're like, hey, it's just business. They, they're, we're like, hey, we're, we're, we're not assholes. We're businessmen. And so they, they kind of had that differentiation. So what is your thoughts on that FTR promo, Will? I like it because they're they're not baby faces, not really heels. They're just they're, they're there. They're just disgruntled. <laughs> they're literally what they are in real life. They're fucking <laughs> aggravated. <laughs> yeah. They are mad at everything and everyone, and they're just there to kind of just whip ass. They're like rebels without a cause, but their cause is tag team wrestling. Yeah. 
So, Kate, when do we get the revival and the Young Bucks? Because they're slow burning this, obviously. Um, I think they're going to have a match at All Out or whatever the fuck the August pay-per-view is going to be called. Is I think it, well, this builds throughout the whole summer. Then All Out, right? Huh? It's Fighter Fest and then All Out, correct? Yes. Fighter, yes. Fighter Fest is Fighter, like a TV when pay-per-view. When is Fighter Fest? Fighter Fest is a TV pay-per-view. It's oh, the they're putting it on weeks? TV? Yeah, it's free on TV. Yeah. Okay, and then All Out is their next actual legit pay-per-view then. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Which will be, in like, yeah, September-ish. So, so I think gonna... they build Young Bucks and Revival throughout the whole summer, and then they kill each other in Chicago. Yes, and then they go for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Ping Ben's how you do it. Be it as it may, we are going to take a break as this is how we do in Montel Jordan, because um, that was also a reference from SmackDown as well that John Morrison used. So um, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we are going to lash the back and backlash and preview backlash. Uh, the once shitty pay-per-view the last time it was around, but now we're bringing it back. And apparently it's going to have the greatest wrestling match ever, also known as the Dave Meltzer Classic. So we'll be right back and we'll discuss all of that. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight from the Gift of Podcast, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast. More importantly, I am your general manager here at WrestleAddict Radio. And if you like what you listen to each and every week on this podcast stream, I think you'll enjoy all the bonus content that we have on our Patreon page, where for just $5 a month, no tears, just one small payment of $5 a month, you get exclusive access to all of our bonus Patreon shows from everybody within the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. On top of that, you'll get exclusive access to us via a Patreon chat where you can talk about different ideas, different things you want to see in our shows, and potentially even be a guest on one of our shows. So that's something that you are interested in being a part of, a wrestling community that keeps wrestling real. Go to patreon.com backslash WrestleAddict Radio and click subscribe. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Hey, 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 folks, this is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. Bow down because you are listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 199th episode of Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio. And for the second Sunday in a row, WWE is putting on a pay-per-view event. We have WWE Backlash uh, between the Raw and SmackDown brands, and we are going to try to break it down uh, as much as possible with the matches that we know right now. Obviously, you're hearing this after the after uh, NXT has happened, so there may be more matches announced, but Kate Murphy's going to pull up the card for us. We're going to go match by match and talk about this as we know the card so, so far. So, Kate, what do we have as the first match? All righty. We have Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Shameless. Uh, Shameless. Shameless. I never thought I could be so mad at Shameless. Motherfucker. What are you mad at him for? Setting up Jeff Hardy. Making it look like he killed Elias and relapsed. Apparently Elias is legit injured. That's why they that's why they ran him yeah, over as no, a gimmick on TV. He, he hurt. I don't know. I'm taking the whole Jeff Hardy um relapsing angle very personally. 
So I'm a little biased. I get it. You're not. Yeah. You're not wrong. Jeff wins. It's fucking rude. He ha- yeah. He's gonna win. Jeff wins. Um, I just want to. I just want to see the hacker get involved again. Mustafa Ali. Yeah, Mustafa Ali, aka the hacker. He will <laughs> come on. He'll come on on SmackDown at some part at some point this week, and he'll be like, "Oh, here's the footage," and you'll see it. That's what's gonna happen. Give Jeff all the momentum to beat Sheamus. I would be surprised if Sheamus if Sheamus wins, but if Sheamus wins, it means the feud is continuing for a while because Sheamus is getting heat. Sheamus will win via nefarious means. Ooh, good dusty reference right there. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Kate. So you're saying you're gonna you're you're going against Jeff here? No, I'm saying I I think Jeff will win. Sheamus will only win via nefarious means. Yeah, I think we're all across the board. It's going to be yep, Jeff, definitely. Uh, so moving, yeah. Moving along, what we got right. next, Kate? Um, I'm trying to go via importance. Okay, we have Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Which we almost had that on Raw, but we didn't. Uh, and speaking of which, I think that was the first time ever, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kate, or Will, because you've been watching the Attitude Era, and the Attitude Era was full of all of us starting up with promos. This is the first time we had an all-women's promo to open up a show, I think, correct? I doubt that's true. That Name the last probably time. Isn't tr- an all-women's promo like that? Probably Becky. No, like all multiple Be- women. Because like they, they filmed this, they did this opening promo very, very Attitude Era Raw style, where it's like one person cutting, and then someone else comes out, and then someone else comes out, and then someone else comes out, which is what made the Attitude Era Raws really good. Because you never knew who was going to mic check the other yeah. person. The first time, I, I highly, I can't, pay, I can't put my mind to it, but I highly doubt it. I, I just agree don't, with well. I just don't recall seeing something like that, and it, it stood out to me for for that reason. But who knows? Fred's. Who knows? But for this, right. I as much as I want the Iconics to win because I fucking love the Iconics. Sasha and Bailey are winning this somehow. Well, has Sasha Sasha yeah, can't defend a title. Yeah, they ruined the iconic chances. <laughs> Sasha can't defend a title. Um, <coughs> I am con- That's I am true. confused as to why um, Sasha and Bailey won the titles. It's very they're building up the feud. There's going to be dissent. Think uh, think John Cena, Shawn Michaels from 23 of WrestleMania. Uh, okay, I'll pretend I saw it. But they were tag champions and they faced off for a world title at WrestleMania. Gotcha. Ooh, okay, gotcha. Um, I'm thinking it's because they want. That doesn't make any sense. Never mind. I don't know how that. I thought that. I didn't think that thought all the way through. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm just. I don't know. I, it just doesn't make sense to me why they have the belts. It's just. It's weird to me. But I guess I gotta see how it plays out. I think it came out of nowhere. Exactly. My thoughts exactly. Yeah, they're just. Te- yeah, it came out of nowhere. I'm not mad about it. It just came out of nowhere. Um, and Bailey is referring to herself as Bailey Dose Straps. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't uh-huh. hate so it. I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate it either. I hope it's a shirt. I don't know. Sonya Deville has a really dope shirt. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. I just, graffiti's not my style. Cause I, I almost bought it. Because it's better than I'm gonna buy it this week. Shout out to Sonya Deville. That's the dope ass shirt. Uh, But but back to back to the real tag teams. Yeah, I really thought for a second it was going to be the Iconics to take it off of uh, Bliss and Cross because they they had the chemistry, they had the they had the fighting, 
it was there, and then Bailey and Sasha came for the swoop, which is kind of the magic of all this because they're supposed to be heels, and you're not supposed to like them. But they could have done without the tag titles, but now you you put the iconics in limbo. What do you? I thought they were breaking up. No, it was just one slap. I don't, if they break up, that would be such a disrespect to tag team wrestling and the disrespect to Billy Kay's career. Yeah, because Peyton Royce is the better wrestler. Yes. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't want the Iconics to break up. I think it was just a one-off slap thing. And I think probably the negative backlash from everybody on the internet told them that it's probably changed their minds. <laughs> uh, but who knows? I don't know what the Iconics are going to do. If the Iconics end up stealing one, which is totally in their character, it would make sense. It would go with Sasha can't defend a title stick that has been a running troop for, unfortunately, a very, very long time. But I, I think I think Sasha gets her first title defense win, which is astonishing, by the way. Um, if they win, Sasha's not going to be the one pinning. I don't think so. Hmm. You think Bailey that, steals a spotlight from Sasha and you, you kind of bring that feud, mm-hmm. you, permeate that feud even more? Okay. Bailey, Bailey steals the spotlight. That would continue continue to prove that Sasha can't defend the title because she can't complete a pin. That's Whereas fine. Bailey is a champion. Bailey can complete a pin. Bailey will do it. Sasha will be mad and petty. Which is what Sasha does, and I'm I'm not mm-hmm. mad about it at all. At all. All right. What's next on the card? Okay, we have Apollo Cruz versus Andrade for the United States Championship. Uh, I to, I, Will is this when Apollo drops? No, I got to sit through his match again. Okay, yeah, Apollo wins. <laughs> it's weird on this one, Kate. What? Yeah. What do you? What are you thinking in this, Kate? Um, I think Andrade might win on some bullshit. I'm not mad about it, but I don't believe that they believe in Apollo Crews. I don't believe it. History says they don't believe in Apollo Crews. Exactly. So I don't see him. I can't see him having a lengthy title. Right, Rain. Why why win a title from someone is to drop it to him the next week, the next event? You mean why why would they Rey Mysterio Apollo? That too. I, I don't know because like I want like I want Apollo to be successful. He but has long all term. Can you see it though? Like is he <laughs> top tier talent? I don't think so. It's I don't know. I we don't yeah. see. I, ever since he even when he was in NXT, to be completely honest with you, and then and especially on uh, on Raw and SmackDown. When have you ever seen him consistently on TV? He was kind of just a guy who's like, oh, he can do a backflip as a finisher. And then he's he does it and then he's gone. Main event. Yeah, but like they, they've never creatively gotten behind him. He also smiles too much, but they've never creatively have gotten <laughs> behind rude. him. He does smile too much. There's nothing, I smile. There's nothing wrong with smiling no, too much. Not like You're this. on TV, though. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Oh, thank God. Yeah. And I want them, especially, and I, I hate to say it was, you know, was in this day and age phrase, but why not give him a shot? Like, I want him to win, but I also feel like 
the idea of Zelina and Andrade and Zelina being the best manager in wrestling right now is still a good thing. But then you also have the infighting between House Zelina. And I think the infighting between House Zelina is what makes Apollo win this. And plus, and they also have the Apollo Kevin thing going on as well. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I think they could be using Kevin Owens to get Apollo Crews over. I don't know. It's a weird one. I just one. don't quite I don't quite buy it. It is a very weird one. And then you can do the total alternate move. It's have Apollo Crews join MVP and Lashley and start reforming the nation of domination. That's just me and my fantasy. I'm not mad about it though. Neither am I. Uh next match. Alrighty. Sorry, my phone turned off. We have where do I want to go? We have Oscar versus Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. <sighs> this is something I would have been really stoked about two years ago. Now I don't give a flying fuck. You know why? Because and it happened really quickly. As soon as Charlotte dropped the NXT title, they put her right back on Raw against Asuka. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, that destroyed and that destroys Nia's credibility. Why. Even though she was acting like a drunk mess, but Yeah, Asuka's winning. This no is all Which one? I'm okay with Asuka winning because Asuka's fantastic right I now. I love her. Nia, I I don't like Nia. I don't. They put Nia in a shitty position now. She was she was supposed she's supposed to be this monster. You know that that does whatever she wants and is kind of just a giant bully, but then and she's n- just unsafe. <laughs> there, there's an argument between what happened with her and Kyrie. Um, but e- even then, as soon as Charlotte got lost, that title was back on Raw. We saw Nia for two seconds. That was yeah. It. They're building back towards that's mm-hmm. when we, again Charlotte's going right back into that Raw Women's Title picture. Yeah, that's the SummerSlam match. Yeah. Which, that's mm-hmm. a SummerSlam match. Yeah, you you get you get a proper Oscar versus Charlotte too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm hey, I'm you for know, it. I'm it fuck, m- I fuck with it. I'm fine with it, but you could have built Nia in the long run. Like Charlotte doesn't have to be on Raw the next night. She could have been sulking, and I totally would have been in her character. And she can come back after Backlash when Oscar beats Nia. Yeah, anyways, like, why wasn't why wasn't Nia given Charlotte's spot? Yeah, that's my yeah, thing. Why that wasn't doesn't make she? any sense to me. You know, you're you're hundred percent right. That makes zero sense. And it's dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's that's upsetting. Like, there's nothing against Charlotte. Like, I love her character. Her character's great. Her character's phenomenal. She's very witty on the mic these days. It's just that you don't need her in the position when you need other people outside of the force horsewomen to be in that position. Yes, exactly. You know, that that that's that's the conundrum that that that, that they're in. Uh but moving, what is the next match? Seeing that Asa's going to probably just destroy yeah. Naya. We have Braun Strowman versus the Miz and John Morrison in a Universal Championship handicap match. This is a match that needs to be cinematic because it'll be funny as fuck and it won't be a good match. But Morrison. If it's not cinematic, I don't want it. But Miz and Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho, are probably the best thing in SmackDown right now because they're just. They're stupidly funny. So over it. 
They're great. It, it's it's weird, but I mean, Braun has to get past them. He has to, yeah, right? Definitely. Oh, 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 well, the last time he was in a, a two a two on one, he lost the IC title, so he doesn't have a good track record of defending against two people. I just don't really buy Braun as Universal Champion. It wasn't supposed to be him. It wasn't. He is. He's yeah. a. He's a placeholder. Speaking of, when's when's that Roman coming back? Who knows? You haven't heard. You haven't he's heard. probably you taking the news. Coronavirus is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Well, then he just had a baby, right? He had another kid. God damn, or, Roman. He. I thought he. I thought he just had a baby. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow Roman like that. We should ask. We should ask uh, the Demon Diva. I'm, I'm googling it. Really? Braun's gonna win this. Although Miz and Morrison are the highlight of this feud. Yeah. Because they're 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 a buddy comedy. Yeah. And I didn't think they would be that entertaining. And then I saw them locked in a van. Oh no! I'm sorry. His wife is pregnant now with twins. Fuck. That oh sucks. yeah. He's. He, He's not coming back for a while. So he will have five children after all of this. Just another Samoan you army. Can afford him. Come on, just now. keep coming. How is how this is their second set of twins? Apparently, their what second the set of twins. Uh huh. Oh my god. Goodness, he needs to be. A, he needs to come back soon. I mean, he can't. He's not going to be a top guy forever. He's he's repopulating the WWE for the future. <laughs> he's, he's, he's keeping the Samoan dynasty alive. <laughs> he's building the dream faction that I'm never going to get. <laughs> he's, what are they, he's, he's literally creating a bloodline. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's doing. <laughs> he is creating the bloodline through and through. Yes, he is. I, I I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever said this, but I I miss Roman on SmackDown. Me too. Yeah, he's he needs that thing. It is, SmackDown uh, is like it's Smack, Smack- SmackDown needs him more than I want him. Yes. I'm bored as fuck of SmackDown lately. Oh, like, well, Otis and Mandy I'm... forever. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm over it. I'm bored. I'm still entertained. I'm I'm in, I'm interested in Otis and Mandy. I'm very interested in the development of Sonya Deville. Yes, that I'm very interested in. Yes, but moving along, do we even have Sonya Deville on this card? Probably not, right? No, we don't. What is next um, on the card? Next, we have we have two more. We have Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Ooh. Uh, Chris Masters, aka Bobby Lashley. That's, that's a throwback. <laughs> yeah, right. He's doing the master lock. He's doing the full Nelson submission. There. Um, Drew's winning. Yeah. It's because Lana's going to interfere. What are your thoughts? One hundred percent. Nail on the head. I don't really care about backpacks. Yeah. We couldn't tell. Shall we it, move on? And then we have. Or is this the Dave Meltzer classic? Yep. I saved oh, the list. Let's do it. The greatest match. What is it? The greatest match of all time. The greatest match ever made. Greatest, what is greatest it called? wrestling match ever. The greatest match. Greatest wrestling match ever. Yeah. The greatest wrestling match ever. Edge versus Randy Orton. This is so stupid. 
I love it. It's just it's to, it's just poking the bear that much more. It was it seemed like a joke for a very long time, and then Christian came and literally said, "This is a joke for the most part." The Edge, and it changed the whole tone of the match. Which I'm glad they finally brought in Christian. I thought they should have brought in Christian for the Mania build. But they brought in Christian mm-hmm. for this. So it, it it does change the tone and make it a little bit more serious. And Christian does have a point. We literally haven't seen Edge wrestle in a one-on-one singles match. And that's the same thing Orton said when they started this feud. We haven't seen him wrestle. Like, legit wrestle. Like, he's been doing his spots. He had a He had a very safe, you know brawl at mania but but will we haven't seen him wrestle so what do you expect from this i'm ex- i'm excited to see him wrestle i don't like the whole thing of greatest match ever i think that's a bunch of bullshit um i <laughs> think i think it's a rib um it's definitely like, a rib. why 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 just just why are you booking it like this like whose fucking idea was this and who approved it Vince. yeah it's but but why though it's stupid like, how petty are you like why it's dumb I I like the whole story of the one on one match. It's going to be though. Like, does anyone actually believe this is going to be the greatest wrestling match like, of all time? Like, in your opinion, what's the greatest wrestling? opinion, what's the greatest wrestling match of all time? My yeah. opinion. Oh, it's a uh, Taker Michaels Romania exactly. twenty five. Not a goddamn chance. This is better than that. Absolute zero mm-hmm. chance. Yeah. No way. I wanted to be so bad. I wanted to be finger poke of doom bad just to shit on everybody. <laughs> okay. Like it's it's like it's it's almost for this right now. It's almost no in between because they've said this is going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. You're either getting Taker Michaels twenty five, which is very very far fetched, or you're getting finger poke of doom. This is straight disrespectful. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Anything to get back at the melts, man. I which I, I I don't have any insider knowledge of it, but I think this is a way just to shit on Meltzer. What's that to do with Meltzer? That's just my personal opinion. I mean, Meltzer sucks, but I don't think we have to compromise the quality of our matches, which are already compromised because of uh, coronavirus. Just because Meltzer's an asshole. Meltzer is an asshole. Sorry, but I mean, what I mean. If our expectations are low on this, psychologically speaking, we'll probably be impressed by whatever happens. I hope so. Like, remember Taker after WrestleMania 30 and he came back and faced Bray? My expectations for that match were way low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he, he did what he did with Bray, and I was like, you know what? That actually wasn't that half, half fucking bad. So the thing about it is he hasn't wrestled in over a decade, a one-on-one match that we've seen in over a decade. There is... I don't know what to expect look from the this. Shape he, look at, look, look, look at lot the shape sh- he's in, though. He is cut like a motherfucker. So I, I, I don't know. And it, it, that's that's the that's a whole you know unexpected thing. But we'll see what happens. Uh, so what are we crowding this? There, there's some matches we're looking forward to. Some we're not. Interesting that they put backlash after the weekend after a takeover, which means it's gonna you know. It's going to be really hard to match what they just put up a week ago. Uh, for me, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it seven. It's not going to be the greatest thing. It's not going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. And I never want to hear about Panic at the Disco song ever again. I hate that fucking song. 
Um, but it, it it'll be something. So, Will, what are you giving Six. us? Very low expectations. I don't care about this card at all. Can't my pair. I agree. Six. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, it's it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. But let's go overseas. Uh, to some news about just broke. Uh, I think yesterday, at the time that we're recording this, New Japan Pro Wrestling came up with a bunch of announcements saying they are reopening business again, and they have a couple of special events going on around the summer. We uh, the, their their first matches are going to be June fifteenth and seventeenth. All going to be streaming on New Japan Pro World. Uh, it's going to be called the Together Special Project. Uh, and then they are bringing back the New Japan Cup, which will be from June 16th to July 3rd. And the New Japan Cup finals will be on July 11th from Osaka Joe Hall. And then the next night on July 12th is going to be Dominion, their second biggest event of the year. And the winner of the New Japan Cup will go on to face Naito for the IWGP and the IWGP Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, the matches in Osaka Joe Hall on July 11th and 12th will be at one third of the attendance. How that's going to present, I don't know. Uh, Kate, I know you're a lot more New Japan than Will is. So what are your thoughts on all of this announcement with New Japan? I'm excited. Uh, sorry, I'm excited. It's just, I just don't know how it's going to play out. Like, how are they going to, have they said what precautions they're taking? Like, what are they doing? All I know is right now from what I read is that the, you know, everything up into Osaka Joe Hall is going to be zero fans. Everything's going to be streaming on New Japan Pro World. So if you have a subscription, you are very lucky. Uh, but I think they, I, I believe we're going to do the precaution that everybody else has been doing, testing their people, making sure no one's sick. So okay. I, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't know if we're going to go plexiglass, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Will, I know you do not watch New Japan, but are you at any point curious as to how we're going to do things? No, um, not at all, but I'm glad they're back. Uh, it's good that wrestling's back. It's good that the boys can work and women can work. Um, more jobs out there. Yeah. If they do it safely, I'm all for it. Um, some people like it. Some people watch it religiously. I'm just not one of them. I don't have enough time in a day. I, I, I watch too much news. I'm sorry. You do watch Super You're like an old I man. No, dude, it's it's too much. Kyle Klinsky's is so goddamn good. How are good. you the How are you the baby and the grandpa at the same time? Mm. Have you seen his hair? Yeah, have you seen my hair? I have. Yeah, it's like he's like he, <laughs> I think you're the only one in the group with gray yeah. hair. No, I have I have gray so hair. I, my pubes, is, my pubes ah. are still my brown roots or are black. Gray. That's what matters. That that means that means nothing to anybody, and that's really disgusting. All right, so. Um, <laughs> 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 this, yeah, oh, no, goodness. Oh. Oh, God, I'm going to have a hairball now. That was for uh, Kate, Ricky. Come on nah. now. She knows. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, they know. Uh, yeah, they know. Anywho, folks, this is episode 199, which means next week we are going to have our milestone 200 episode. What is it, like five years in the making? Uh, yeah. August is five and a half. So, yeah. Jesus Christ, five years of making 200 episodes. We've got a lot of things going on. Uh, we've got a lot of cameos that are going to appear on the show. Uh, people you've heard before, people you may not have heard before, people you didn't even know watched the show. Uh, so we've got a lot of that coming in. If you still want to be a part and send in like an audio or video clip you have until this weekend uh, to send it to us, kings of the rings network at gmail.com, all one 
word. It will be myself, the founder, Willie T, the queen BDHBIC, the Kate Murphy, and returning for this episode, the man of a thousand gimmicks, Dusty Dave Malkowitz, will be joining us for Kings of the Rings 200. And that is only one of the surprises that we have for the show. So be sure to tune in. We're going to be doing, I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff on social media, hyping up 200. So get ready for this. It is going to be great. Any more things that you guys want to talk about, about uh, our 200 episode? I'm so excited to talk to Dave again on the show, but I'm not looking forward to editing Dave again on this show. <laughs> but no, Dave, uh, we're going to talk a lot about, a lot about next week, but it's going to be a lot of praise for Dave. Um, I'm glad he decided to come back and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, 100 still without a doubt my favorite episode of podcast I've ever done ever in my almost 300 episodes total of podcasting but this one's going to be a little different I'm excited it's going to be fun 200 going to be different it's going to be special it's going to be a really really good time and of course our queen bee we do have the pride sales going on so do you want to plug that really quickly Yes. So the month of June is Pride Month. So our merch store has expanded a little bit to feature our Pride collection. Each show on the Russell Addict Radio Network, their logo has been rainbowed out. And we are selling the shirts. All proceeds of the shirts are going to the Trevor Project. Trevor Project is the number one leading crisis intervention and suicide prevention center for LGBTQIA plus youth 25 and younger. It's a very important lifeline for queer youth that a lot of a lot of queer youth don't have. So buy a shirt, help these kids celebrate pride. Apparently they're coming in quick, like freaking our man overseas, Jermaine, got his in like yeah, a week. Yeah, how the fuck did he get his? I didn't get my shirts yet. Who does Jermaine know in shipping? Like that is fantastic. Where is, wh- wh- where is Teespring? America. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like it took me like a month to get a coffee mug, but he gets a shirt in a week. Okay, I I I honestly don't know how that happened, but he did. It looks fantastic. It's a great shirt. It is. So, uh, but yeah, get your pride shirts. The donate the profits from it automatically go to the Trevor Project. So buy early, buy often, and tell your friends. Uh, but let's wrap up this 199th show. Uh, next week is 200. Very excited. Was very excited to talk to Dave. A lot of surprises going on, but before we get to that, match of the week, king of the night, back-to-back, Kate Murphy, go. Um, match of the week is going to be the NXT Women's Triple Threat match for the women's title at TakeOver, and my king of the night is a queen of the night. It is Shotzi Blackheart for the way she ate that ice cream sandwich. Goddamn. Nice. Nice. That's that's totally like me, what was it, a la episodes 100 to 150, well, when I just had a new... Uh, King of a Night for something weird every yeah, week. Yeah, as your, your gimmick for a little bit. It almost worked until I slipped one yeah, time. Yeah, you did Caitlyn twice. Remember what? Remember yeah. the month you it was Sasha like every week? <laughs> did I do Sasha for a month? You might have. Like yeah, it was when, when she once. first came back. Oh yeah, my <laughs> moon blue. Yeah, I'm not mad about it at all. It's a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Will match of the week King of the uh, Night? I'm gonna go the triple threat match as well. The women's triple threat match for NXT. And my queen tonight is going to go to Io Shirai. Phenomenal. I'm so happy for her. Yeah. I really hope Rhea Ripley's head is okay because she took a two legs to the face really badly. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my match of the week is also going to come from TakeOver because TakeOver was the best thing in wrestling right now. And I refuse to give it to a bleeding Cody Rhodes. Um, my match <laughs> of the week goes to Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano. Psychology, everything in this match. And Johnny Gargano getting launched through plexiglass made my night. Also, Gargano coming out as a Mandalorian villain was pretty cool as well. My king of the night is probably one of not my weirdest king of a night but it is a queen of a night it goes the big swole in AEW for dressing up like the black uh the yellow ranger the black yellow ranger who was ashley i believe yes i was like oh shit she came out as a power ranger i was like that's freaking amazing i also think big swole needs a lot more time on AEW tv 100%. plus her cat her character is amazing i agree love her as a as a no shit taking baby face which is pretty much what she is. So that's all the news that's mm-hmm. been in the boot, unless anybody has anything else before we get out of here. Nope. I'm good. Anything from you, Mr. No, Will? I'm good. I'm going to turn my AC on, so let's wrap this shit yeah. up. Oh, yeah, you're, you're sweating out oh, there? Oh, yeah, losing five pounds. Yeah, I want my AC on, too. With all of that hair. All right, so let's get the show on the road. Cue that music. And also, shout out to Brizango for coming back with the greatest entrance, with the greatest surprise entrance ever. I do have to say that one thing. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 199 of the Kings of the Rings podcast. I, I want to call it Rise of the Machine, but I know you guys want to put penis in there at some penis point. Penis pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Rise of the Penis Machine? No. Rise no, of the Penis. That's no. too Joey Ryan. <laughs> no, I don't like it either. <laughs> Whatever. Rise of the Machines, tentative title. We'll figure it out when you get this. Uh, I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at KLTR underscore podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Listen to us. Give us five-star reviews. Go to our store. Buy some of our Pride merch. All of that goes straight uh, donation to the Trevor Project. Kings of the Rings 200 is coming next week. Dusty Dave Malkowitz is returning the four pillars of Kings of the Rings podcast all in one place. Myself, Willie T, Kate Murphy, and Dusty Dave. Bunch of surprises going on. And and of course, folks, listen and subscribe to Wrestle Radio, Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter, Wrestle Radio on Facebook and Instagram. I'm really excited for this. So, Will, what do you got? Yeah. Um, you know all my shit. Uh, Will Tarrant, <laughs> Tizen Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. If you want to find more on our website, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. If you want to get your own website, it's true. It's an email, info at APSpodcast.com or will at APSpodcast.com. So you can get a beautiful page on there, including a donation tab. Uh, your Facebook, social media, you know, full integration, a full page, host domains, host domains, hosts, bio headshots, bios, all good stuff, your own web player, and more. Just uh, hit me up. Kate Murphy. Hit me up, girl. They, them. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, hit me up. <laughs> hit me up, person. I have to... <laughs> can we call the episode hit me up person <laughs> we can do that hit me up person I like that <laughs> alrighty you can find me you can hit me up across all social media platforms at the Kate Murphy but please don't hit me up I probably won't answer your messages but on a serious note if you go on my Instagram and if you check click on my link tree I have d- links to the mer- the Pride merch store and additional donation tabs for Trevor Project and information and donation tips for Black Lives Matter if anyone is feeling extra philanthropic phil- I can't talk philanthropic. anymore philanthropic thank you I'm choking on my own tongue 
Yes, if you're feeling extra charitable and can do so, click the links in my bio. Absolutely. And if you do want to get in contact with Kate Murphy, before you dial her number, make sure you dial A and then J. Styles. Exactly. AJ Styles. Phenomenal. <laughs> anyway, folks, next week, it's not about wrestling. It's all about us and celebrating a fantastic milestone in 200 Kings of the Rings episodes. Gets galore. David's coming back. Surprises galore. All the news that's been in the boot. We'll be back with a golden 200 episode and maybe a new logo. Who knows? So until then, goodbye, good night, and fuck you, Slack.